Good morning, everybody. It is Latasha Merton. And today's morning message is got some really strong language, at least for me. Like one of these words used to be a bad word. And it still is when I communicate with most people. I probably don't use this word often. It's called shut up. I don't normally say that. But uh, today I am because I need this point to be driven home. Hopefully, whoever needs to hear this will. Uh, my name is Latasha Merton. And if you are watching us on YouTube, I would ask that you follow and subscribe so that you can get the morning message and more. Good morning, Adeline. If you are on a Periscope, you can give us some hearts and comments. And then if you are on Facebook, that means that you are one of our collaborators. And if you want to join us on Connect, Collaborate, Create, you can simply go on Facebook, either put in my name, Latasha115959, or do a search for Connect, Collaborate, Create. And then finally, if you are listening to the podcast, thank you so much for being a faithful listener. Our audience is creeping up slowly in that space, and I'm just thankful. And so today I want to jump into our word this morning. Um, it really is called Shut Up, Shift, and Sing On. I'm going to start with a word of prayer, and then we're going to go into our scripture for today as the foundation. And I hope that this word um, inspires you like it's reminding me. So dear God, I thank you so much for uh, loving us. Dear God, I thank you so much for consistent revelation and the courage to have um, bold behavior shift. And so, Lord, I pray today as I'm sharing this, that if anyone struggles in this area, then I pray that it blesses their heart and just some tips on what they can do to move on. Um, dear God, I thank you so much for giving us a sound mind. I pray that um, we remind ourselves not who we think we are, who we think we need to prove we are, but whose we are based on what the word says we are. And so God, I love you. I praise you. I give you everything today. And dear Lord, I pray that you come in and consume the atmosphere and guide my mouth, that it doesn't speak from a place of hurt, but a place of transparency that impacts others to be better versions of who they were created to be. In Jesus name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. So let's get to the topic today. The topic is called Shut Up, Shift, and Sing On. So I am a person, I took an assessment. I feel like now it's been probably 12 years ago. No, longer than that. I'm doing the math totally wrong. doesn't even matter, but a long time ago. And one of the assessment results said that I have a really quick rebound factor, which what that means is, is that um, I could have like something terrible happen or I could have a really heated conversation and it doesn't take me long to shift back from there. So like I can forgive or at least remember and shift on and move on from the conversation enough or if an incident happens, it's not hard for me to forgive or to at least let stuff go and then keep moving on, which is good and bad. Okay, I, I do want to say that it's good and bad. The good part is, is that no matter what happens in my personal or professional life, it allows me to continue to do the work that I need to do for the day without being derailed. The bad thing about that is I find myself um, going through cycles with certain people and personalities over and over and over again and not learning the lesson. And so, um, as I mentioned yesterday, I'm in this place of surrender, like complete surrender. Like I am at the place right now where I just want to hear from God. But the problem with that is, is that I shared with some people who are like, I want to say, uh, what do they call it? 
uh, you have people that are standards, but they're they're like they don't fall into the mix of the general population because they're closer to me. And there's like certain people that I say certain things to, and I know like. Latasha, stop it. Like, stop saying that because then they're going to say this. And then that might stick in your head a little bit longer than the rest of the people, but you still will get over it, but you don't learn the lesson from it. Right. And so our foundation scripture today is Proverbs 17, 27 through the 28th. And I'm reading it in the ESV translation. It says, whoever restrains his words has knowledge. And he who has a cool spirit is a man of understanding. Even a fool who keeps silent is considered, is considered wise. When he closes his lips, he is deemed intelligent. Did you hear that? Whoever restrains his words has knowledge. And he who has a cool spirit is a man of understanding. Even a fool who keeps silent is considered wise. When he closes his lips, he, de he is deemed intelligent. And so you might be saying, okay, well, how does that scripture have to do with anything that you've just said? Because one of the things that I thank God and, and what I'll share with people when I'm coaching with them one-on-one -on -one is the things that are your strength can also be like a shortcoming in certain scenarios. And so for me, with most people and most situations and most things, what I have learned to evolve in is there used to be a time in my life. And if you're still here, stay with me. There used to be a time in my life when someone would say something foolish to me, either about me or about a scenario, I felt the need to say, no, that's wrong. Like, that's just wrong. Like, why would you say that? Why would you think that? Like, what helped you come to that conclusion? And then as I grew closer to God, I started to learn enough scripture that when people would say stuff, I'm like, well, what does the Bible say about that? You know, like you have your opinion, but if we're believers, like what does the word of God say about that? Until I learned that in some of these scenarios, it's just best to shut up, like stop talking. And the reason why I believe it's so important to stop talking is because I had to ask myself some questions about the context of the relationship, meaning that, you know, is this relationship more important to me than me being right right now? Is the relationship more important than me being right right now? Like, I'm, I don't know about you, but like, even as I'm saying this to you, like there's stories, stories and scenarios that go in my mind that remind me of this. Because sometimes when you're having a conversation with someone, you're having a conversation, but they're not really in that conversation. Where they are is where they either are trying to prove something that's a shortcoming with them, or they're just trying to be right. And at the end of the day, what difference does it make? And so something that I have put into practice with people that are closer to me, or that I would say had fallen out of the zone, they were an exception to the rule. That's the phrase I was looking for. They're exceptions to the rule. One, one of the things that I have done, like literally have started doing is, I have to start asking myself in real time, if I love this person, I'm having a conversation with this person, 
And maybe I share too much because you know how sometimes you make a decision in your mind and it sounds like a good idea until it's not. And what that looks like is, is that it sounds like a good idea in your head. You need to have conversations with wise counsel, but instead you go to the, the closest person next to you and you start having this conversation. And then you start challenging your thoughts because you're like, okay, this person knows me well. So maybe what they're saying is true. But in the reality is God has like moved you to a new place and you keep still having conversation with people who know you from the old place. And so for me, I've literally had to start saying to myself, like, you don't, if you know your worth, if you know what God is saying to you, and if God is bringing other people into your life to have these conversations, then why, pray tell, do you continue to have these conversations with people who don't know that transformed you? And why are you trying to prove something to people? And this is going to sound so mean. Why are you trying to prove something to people that don't even matter? Because I believe that's a trick of the enemy. Like you're trying to prove something to, to people and situations and scenarios that don't even matter. And so what God is telling me today, because, you know, the first story that I had when I came to this is I was like, like, what would have been different about the story of Joseph if he would have never shared with his brothers and his dad that you will bow down before me? You know, maybe they wouldn't have thrown him in the pit. But what God reminds me of in that story is, is that if his brothers didn't throw him in the pit, he would have never made it to the palace. So sometimes we speak out of turn and we share things, but we need to take the posture of a Joseph because even though he shared the story because he believed that he saw something from God or he heard from God or he had a vision from God, he shared it with them, but he didn't hold on to like their reaction or their response. So they threw him in the pit. He went on and it was scenario after scenario after scenario that God was with Joseph, but Joseph didn't spend the whole time, at least the text doesn't show that, he didn't spend the whole time going from the pit to the palace, mad and hurt that his brothers couldn't realize that he was supposed to be a king someday. Like, like he just didn't. He didn't spend time saying that. I see somebody over here in Facebook, not sure who it is, but they said, good morning. I've been saying this very same thing to people lately. Yeah, like, like real talk, like you can't hold on to people who don't understand the vision or what God is doing with you and through you. And how do we know that it didn't derail Joseph? Because time after time after time, when he found himself in these situations where he got favor, the man got mad, man got mad at him. He just kept moving on. And then when the vision came to pass and the situation came where the brothers literally had to bow down, but didn't even know what they were doing. What Joseph says is what the enemy meant for evil. God meant it for good. Like he didn't hold on to the fact of don't y'all remember back in the day when I was telling y'all in the fields <laughs> that God gave me a vision. Joseph didn't do that. And so neither should uh, should we. Like sometimes God is just speaking to our heart and he is telling us, he is telling us to shut up. I don't know if this has ever happened to you. Like you're in a scenario. It just happened to me, I think a couple of days ago. I was talking to somebody. Actually, it happened yesterday a couple of times. I was talking to somebody and I was having a conversation and what they were saying was so not true. Or what they were saying was exactly what I know to believe that they believe about me. But somewhere in my head, I still have keep having hope 
that, oh, they'll see me different or, oh, they'll see this situation different. And what God has got me in a season of is, Latasha, stop talking. Like your greatest defense is to stop talking and start walking into what I'm calling you to. And then the other piece to that is when I say shut up, shift and sing on, one of the coping mechanisms I used to tell, and I still use this, I said, I'm one song away from just getting back to what I was thinking about before we had this encounter. Um, I, when it's people that are not in my inner circle, what I can literally do in my mind is be engaged in a conversation and not really there. I know this sounds terrible, but it's just real. Like, I don't know where this came from. I believe it's God. It's a gifting. I'm thankful that my rebound factor is good. I'm glad I'm not able to hold on because if you hold on, like it can mess up some things too. So what I do in my brain is I shut up in my brain. I shift my perspective and I keep saying to myself, you know what? This person is having a conversation in this context. Maybe they're talking to me, but they're really not talking to me. They're talking to a scenario or insecurity that they have in their lives. And so then in my brain, after that conversation, when I say sing on, I literally will put a song on and it shifts my brain into a different space. Like there's actually science that says like music can really impact you. That's why if you're frustrated or if you're sad and blue and you keep listening to sad music, it will compound the sad emotion that you add. When you look at movies, the reason they use music and sound effects is because it, it creates a higher emphasis on that, that scene that you're watching on TV or you're, even with commercials, like there's music in the background, it serves a purpose. But if we wanna walk out what God wants us to do and, and apply this proverb 17, which is we wanna make sure that we can restrain our words and have knowledge, like we need to just stop talking. Even if you're right, stop talking. Stop talking. Just stop talking. And the word I'm using is shut up because sometimes that's what you need to have in your mind when you're having this conversation and someone is arguing with you about something or they're debating or they're challenging your thoughts on stuff. You need to say to yourself, you know, okay, just stop because this relationship is worth me react worth more than me reacting in this moment. Like it is. Even if I know better, even if I know right. And why is that? Why is that? Because this is what I also read today. In 2 Timothy 2.23, it says, have nothing to do with foolish, ignorant conversation controversies. You know that that breeds quarrels and the Lord's service must not be quarrelsome, but be kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil. And then the other piece is the only way you can pursue your peace, it says in Romans 14, 19, so let us pursue what makes for peace and for mutual upholding. So if you're constantly debating and challenging and arguing and screaming with people, it's not a place where you can then, you know, build up relationships. Or if you're constantly saying, well, what does the word say about that? Like that might be in your head. Because maybe God has evolved you and gave you a different perspective on the situation and the scenario. But don't just stay there trying to be right <laughs> or, or, or trying to prove to people that do, don't even matter in that moment 
the significance of what God is doing in and through you. I say this to people all the time, and I know this is not a popular position, but I still feel firm on this. You know, when you start a business or you make an intentional decision about something and you decide, meaning that you are doing actions to change something, then what I will tell you is, is that you don't always have to try to prove to people or share to people or justify or get mad when people don't support your decision. I think one of the most dangerous things in the world and it destroys relationships is when you say, I have this product or this business or this career change that I want to make and people who love me are not supporting me. And when they say not supporting me, meaning that they're not buying this good or service or they're not buying this product from me, how can you be my friend if you're not supporting my business? Even if you don't really need it, like you should support it. And what I tell people often is, please don't do that to me. Please don't do that to me. If you love me, only buy or support what I'm selling or giving if it can solve a problem in your life. Do not, do not buy from me. Do not say you are my ride or die in that if it can't help you. Why? Because at some point along the process, I will be deceived to think that it provided a solution and really you were just trying to do me a solid. Like that is the biggest, that is not a compliment to me at all. And I've had countless debates, especially when people just start entering having businesses or they're just in a place of transitioning careers or they're trying to reteach people how to treat them. That is a sticky place because they'll get their feelings hurt because they'll say, well, I always support so-and-so. Well, just stop it. Just stop. So that you don't have this, in, this, in, this mental reciprocity factor going on in your brain, meaning that I supported you and you supported me because what happens is, is you block out the real customers that you're supposed to serve, getting frustrated on conversations and situations that should have never happened. Be the solution to somebody that you can really be the solution to. And don't waste energy, time, and conversations on people that you are constantly trying to show. Look, 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 I arrived. Look, 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 I'm doing it now. Tell me I can't. Let me show you I can. And when I get up there, mm, forget you because you couldn't remember me when I was nobody. And now you want to ride with me because you think I'm somebody. That is just just wasted energy. Wasted energy. I mean, I even go back to Noah. I'm like, do y'all realize that when Noah was called to build an ark, it had never rained before? For those who don't know the story of Noah, like Noah was asked to build an ark and it never had, no one had seen rain before. Imagine that as your assignment or your vision. How do you do that? How do you pursue something that everybody you're talking to cannot comprehend because the whole idea and concept of what you are trying to sell makes no sense because there's no reference point? And maybe your dreams and your visions and your business or your idea of the changing careers or something that God has given you is so off course because it's something that people in the circle that you hang in right now they can't even believe it because they don't know it to ever be true. 
then I would say to you, if you're frustrated with your friends, if you're frustrated with the people that you're having conversations with because you're constantly trying to prove, I would say to you, shut up, shift in your mind, and put on a song or sing on or do something. What is your song? Like there's a song right now that I love and I used to hate this song. I did. I didn't like it at all. It was like in the middle of it. I will praise you anyway in the middle of it. Like in the middle of it, like seriously. And like, I mean, and I do this in real time right now. Like I will be having a conversation and my mouth will want to open up and say words. And instantly the Holy Spirit is, Holy Spirit is like, shut up. <laughs> Shifting your mind. And put a song in your head. Or, or just to, you know, what it, it's like disruptive. You could say, you know what? You like it. I love it. And just support people in those moments, but don't feel like you always need to like shut them down because it's really wasted energy and the time and the energy that you spend pursuing that, it takes you off course. Because I know, I don't know if this has ever happened to you. It's happened to me so many times. Like, have you ever had this long debate conversation with somebody and it was maybe not a convenient time and then you're mad at yourself because you're like, dad, I just spent like 30 minutes, 45 minutes, sometimes an hour, sometimes multiple hours because you have that conversation. And then from that conversation, you go to another conversation and then you go to another conversation and you're frustrated with yourself because you're saying to yourself, I just wasted all that time. For what? And I didn't even finish what I needed to get done because I got derailed. I got derailed from what I was supposed to be doing. And so why am I sharing this with you today? I'm sharing it with you today because in my time right now of surrender, I'm recognizing that the only way I can focus in on what God wants to do with me authentically through my whole life and my whole being that my yes and amen can be on the table is that there are just times I need to just shut up and I need to shift and I need to have my song of inspiration. And maybe that's what you need to do today as well. You just need to stop talking because it's not worth the frustration on your end. It's not, it's, it, what, what happens if you walk away and you think you were right? So what? Maybe you left that person damaged and bruised in the process. Now, this does not mean, let me put my disclaimer out there. This does not mean that if someone is asking for wise counsel or they're open to hear what you have to say, that you don't you know, provide that godly uh, information to them. It also does not mean that if there's chaos going on and you need to stand in a position of authority that you don't do what you're called to do because you have a responsibility to do that because of your role in this scenario. But what it does mean is that we need to uh, use discipline. We need to use discipline in each conversation that we're having and asking ourselves again this, reminding ourselves of this Proverbs 17, 27 through 28. Whoever restrains his words has knowledge. And he who has a cool spirit is a man of understanding. And even a fool who keeps silent is considered wise. When he closes his lips, he is deemed intelligent. And so in order for you to have some of the best relationships and to sometimes even hear what is this person really, really saying, we just need to shut up, 
shift our role in that scenario. And then after the conversation, put a song of inspiration in our heads to help us reset and to focus on the things that we're being called to pursue at this moment. I so pray that this helps somebody today that finds themselves getting frustrated with a conversation either today, yesterday, a week ago, a month ago. And every time somebody says that person's name, it triggers thoughts in your brain and it puts you on a tangent and ask you to say to yourself, you know what? Like that's a trick of the enemy. It goes back to Jonathan McReynolds song cycles. The devil learns from your mistakes, even when you don't. It cycles to this thing. You need to jump off the rat wheel. Like you just need to jump off the hamster wheel. And you need to pursue what God is calling you to. And you need to use discipline when it comes to your mouth. You need to use discipline when it comes to your mouth. And you need to remind yourself that relationships, you know, at the end of the day, you want to seek first to understand, then to be understood. But sometimes you don't need to be understood. Sometimes you just need to sit silent and listen and support. And you're not supporting necessarily the conversation, you're supporting the relationship. Did you hear that? You're not supporting the conversation, you're supporting the relationship. So dear God, we thank you so much for reminding us the importance sometimes of using discipline when it comes to our mouths. Can you even say the word right? When it comes to our mouth, I pray that we can use this this guidance of this scripture today that comes out of Proverbs to remind us that some of the best things we can do for our relationships is to just be quiet, to shut up and to shift our mindset in that moment, to use this term, be the bigger person. And being the bigger person does not mean having the biggest mouth. And then to sing on just to reshift and reset our mindset, to be focused more on what you're calling us to do instead of us always trying to prove something to people that it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter. At the end of the day, it won't matter. I pray that you restore relationships that have been crumbling because we've had a desire to be right instead of just understanding what is our purpose in that relationship? What is our role in the relationship? And just being okay with that. And do not let relationships tear down our ability to pursue what you're calling us to, God. I pray that we can do this today, that we can stand in the confidence of what you've called us to do, what you've designed us to do, and all those things. Lord, I pray today that anyone under the sound of my voice where this is really just hitting their heartstrings and they don't even know how to do it, maybe they need to do something as simple as you know, a coping technique, like a physical coping technique to remind them to just be quiet and know that the relationship is more than being right in that conversation. That they can remind themselves of why they love that person, why you believe they brought that, that you brought that person into their lives. And for family, just remembering that family is more important than any feud, that we just get outside of our feelings and just love people for who they are and where they are. And not stop stop trying to always bring people up or bring bring the truth or keep it real. Just be use the wisdom of Jesus meaning that we love. That is the highest command of all. And loving is hard when there's constant controversy. 
and knowing that every person that we're talking to is not always talking to us, but sometimes they're speaking from a place of their own hurt and insecurities. And so, dear God, I pray today that we're able to rise up and be the best version of who you've desired and created us to be, and that we can restore relationships by taking the high road and understanding that they love us and we love them and reminding ourselves that we love them and there's nothing that they can say to destroy that. And so, Lord, we thank you today. I thank you today for reminding me of this as I go into today and continue to surrender to your call. So we thank you for all these things in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. One last tip that I forgot to say before I prayed is what I used to do um, is I used to wear a rubber band on my wrist when I was going through transitions. I might actually start wearing one right now. And when I would have conversations with people and I knew that I needed to shut up, I would physically pop my pop myself and just be like, Latasha, focus on popping yourself and just shift your mind in this scenario. It was like a physical reminder. And if I didn't have a rubber band, I would squeeze my fingers. Like I put my hands together and squeeze my hands and say, I don't need to be right. I just need to just shut up and shift my mind and just be here and then move on with a song. So be encouraged today. Love you guys. Um, have a great day. I know that I am. And uh, I love you guys and I'll see you guys again tomorrow. Have a great day. Bye.